Welcome back to the Expressions of Destiny podcast. This is Jennifer. Today is Teachable Tuesday, so let's get down to business. So today I wanted to kind of ruffle a few feathers. That's usually what I end up doing anyway. But um, I wanted to tackle the subject of the expert. And the question really uh, to start off with is, what makes the expert an expert? And this might kind of get under some people's skin because there are those who feel like they're an expert in everything. There are people who are who know they are an expert in one particular subject and you cannot argue with them about it. And then there are those that may be an expert in a lot of things. Um, there are even those that are experts and don't even realize it. And so um, the thought that came to my mind is that what makes that expert an expert? And who told them? Or how did they get this idea in their mind that they were an expert at something? At some point in their life, did somebody tell them? Did they determine for themselves? Did they um, kind of figure it out along the way? Did they hear this word and they think, boy, I just want to be an expert, you know, at whatever it is that they love doing. And so we're going to kind of dig into um, what this word really means. Um, if you've been listening, you know I love looking at the definition of the word and digging a little bit deeper so that we can have a full understanding of what it is that we're talking about before we even start commenting on it. And so let's go ahead and look at this word expert. Um, just according to the dictionary and probably in just about every dictionary that you find, an expert is defined as a person who has a comprehensive and authoritative knowledge of or a skill in a particular area. Now, I find it very interesting that they underline that word authoritative. So um, as an adjective, it's having or involving authoritative knowledge. So of course, when I see that someone has um, specifically underlined a word, um, they are wanting to draw that word out for a reason out of all of the other words. And in this case, it was the word authoritative when we're talking about an expert, you go and look at um, what it means if someone is authoritative and it, it's simply just showing that you are confident, you're in control, um, and you expect to be respected and obeyed. So when we think of authority or an authoritative figure um, or an authority in our life, we're going to think about those people that really have a command over us, those that can really draw us in, that can keep our attention, that we listen to, that we in some ways obey. Um, you can think of that more in the sense of, you know, a child looking at the authority in their life, which is their parents, should be their parents, their mother and their father, as that authority. And so they obey them. But the word that really stood out here was the respect. Having a respect for someone, um, that is, that makes you want to really listen to them because you respect them for a reason. And so I find that when we start to really look at this word expert and how we become an expert, a lot of things that are put out there, whether it's someone who is, um, you know, a keynote speaker, they're speaking on the subject or you might, you know, research and find it online. It's tied a lot of times to the knowledge that we have. And when we hear the word knowledge, we think first of all about how many degrees do you have? How many hours of school do you have? How many years have you been studying this subject? Um, how long has it taken you to get there? 
are, are you 20 years senior, 30 years senior into this subject, and you're standing alongside someone who has only been studying the same subject for maybe five years, does that make you any more of an authority over that subject than the person with lesser years? And so it's really a big question because a lot of people would immediately say, yes, absolutely, that person has earned that position. They have earned that title um, to be an expert in that field where really and honestly you can lose your expertise over time when you fail to continue to study that subject. And I am finding in a lot of cases more recently just being around the different business people that I'm around all the time is that there are a lot of those that have been an expert in their field for so many years. And you're finding out that in conversation and in talking to them about things that are happening in the now, they sometimes have no clue of the changes that have taken place because they became an expert in the field and they stopped. They became an expert in what they knew, but they didn't continue to grow. And so the reason why this subject hits me so hard is that there are so many people out there that really are an expert in something and um, they're not being held to that level or that standard as those who um, claim to be an expert and they're not and, and those that are, are really passionate about what they do are not seen as the same. Because they don't have the hours, they don't have the degrees, they don't have, you know, the, the, the teaching and the coaching time and they haven't stood before enough audiences and they haven't done as much as the others. So I want to kind of throw out just a couple of ideas here. Um, I want to declare myself an expert right now and hear me out. I want to declare that I am an expert in Making homemade mayonnaise. I can make and whip up a batch of mayonnaise like you don't know. Until you taste it, you will never see the expertise that I carry in making this homemade mayonnaise. And it seems like such a simple thing, but guess what? When I make the perfect batch, and it's not perfect, but it tastes so good. When I make that batch of mayonnaise with my... Um, extra light olive oil and my eggs and my red wine vinegar and I won't tell you everything else that goes in there because it really is just a basic recipe that I found online and I followed it and because I followed it based off of somebody else's um, you know expertise in creating this recipe my mayonnaise is almost perfect every time Now I can take that mayonnaise and I can roast some peppers and some onions and garlic and blend it into my mayonnaise and now I have a roasted pepper mayo. And on other occasions I fry up some bacon and I take some sriracha and I take some jalapenos, pickled jalapenos, and I throw that in the batch of mayonnaise and I blend it up and now I have a bacon jalapeno spicy mayo. You're probably getting really hungry right now. But here's the, here's the point. I know I can call myself an expert in homemade mayo, in, in making and crafting that delicious mayonnaise 
because I put my heart and soul into it and it didn't take me very long to learn. And every time that I make it, I put everything that I have, all of my attention into whipping up that mayonnaise in my processor because I want it to be good. And although it didn't take me as long as what it may have taken somebody else to develop that recipe and figure it out, I'm still an expert in it because I can teach you how to make that mayonnaise. And you will stand there and say, oh my goodness, this was so easy. And you might make a couple of bad batches like I did in the beginning. But it's going to be so good every time you make it. Now I'm using this as an example because it's so simple. And I want us to start to think this way, that it is really what we put our heart and soul into that we have a passion for, no matter how much education, and I'm talking about formal education, no matter how much formal education we have, if we have the passion and the desire to learn something, and we have gone to every extent to learn that thing or that craft or that subject matter, whether it be on YouTube, Google, um, personal experiences, mentors, um, family members that have done the thing that we wanted, that we are desiring to do, or we may have, you know, colleagues, um, coworkers, just life experiences, no matter what it is. If we have put our all and our everything into those learning experiences and we know what we are doing and we know what we are saying can work, and will help somebody, then you are an expert in that area. Not everybody is going to think you're an expert, and that's okay. And a lot of people may think you are an expert before you even know that you are, because they see it in you, and that's even greater. But the whole point is, is that we are not an expert because somebody else told us we are. We are an expert because we determined that that is a thing that we have a passion for and that we love to do. I want to use another example. My daughters, they're 16 and probably maybe at 12 or 13, they became an expert in the best chocolate chip cookies that you will ever taste. Now, there's probably somebody out there saying their chocolate chip cookies are better than my daughter's and that's okay. Because you are an expert in your cookie, but I know for a fact they are an expert in the cookies that they make because they are good every single time. They're not burnt. They're thick, cakey cookies. They, they just fluff up. They are so good. And until you taste them, you will not know the expertise that they carry in making those cookies. Now, do they like to try other things like cupcakes um, larger cakes, full-size cakes, um, you know, brownies, other desserts, yes. But there is nothing like those cookies because they have mastered the ingredients, the measurements. It's in their brain. There's no recipe that they have to look at to follow. They have mastered it, and they know what is going to happen with those cookies when they come out of the oven. And it is the best thing when they come out of the oven. So even at the age that they are at, they are experts in making those cookies. So here is another definition for you when we talk about being an expert. And this one right here really resonated a lot more with me than the more technical ones, you know, talking about being authoritative and the knowledge and everything. But it simply says an expert is a person 
who is very skilled at doing something or who knows a lot about a particular subject. It didn't say anything about how long you had to be studying that subject. It didn't talk about how many schools, how many degrees, how many companies you had to work for, how many levels you had to go through to get to the position that you are in. It just said it is someone who is very skilled at doing something or who knows a lot about a particular subject. I found it very interesting that even in my research, you will come across people who have um, blogged and talked about how to become an expert in your field. And even there, there are so many differences. There's one person that says, here are 11 steps to become an expert in your field. So they have 11 steps, 11 steps that you have to go through to become an expert. Someone else says there's three simple steps to becoming an expert in anything. So now, um, which one would you rather do? Do you want to do the 11 steps or do you want to do the three steps? Someone else asked the question, how hard is it to become an expert? Well, that all depends on you. It's not hard when you have a passion and when you love doing something. You want to study that thing. You want to learn more. You want to engage more in those things. I love customer service. It grieves my heart when I see someone being mistreated in a grocery store. I went through that just this past weekend. I was in a grocery store, and I have to share this story because customer service is my heart. Um, employee coaching is my heart. But, but customer service tops it all. And I was standing in line with my family waiting to pay for um, our grocery or to be checked out. And there was a, an older lady in front of us, and she was taking her time. Um, I never try to be in a rush at the store. I, I, it's not even worth it. And so a lot of times if they're taking a while, I don't get frustrated. I just kind of stand there and wait patiently. Um, I do have a lot of patience, a lot. And so I was standing there, and um, this older lady, she was trying to find her rewards number so that she could put it in and get all her savings that this uh, grocery store does and has. And so as she's doing that, uh, the young lady has bagged all her stuff and has just sat it on top of the turnstile where the grocery bags are at. And um, I'm thinking wow, this woman's going to have to put all these bags in her basket before she can even move out of the way. So I didn't think anything of it. I honestly thought maybe she didn't want anybody touching her stuff. You know, some customers might say, it's okay, don't touch my groceries, I'll grab them. Um, but when she was finally done, she turned and looked at me, the, old, the customer, the older lady, and she said, I am so sorry, um, you know, I... I know I'm taking a long time. I'm an old woman. I don't move as fast, but um, you'd think I'd get some help at least putting my groceries in my cart. I mean, I am an old woman. And I just looked at her and I thought, wow. And I said, do you need some help? I can help you. And she says, that would be nice. And as she said, that would be nice. The young lady who is running the, the checkout said, well, I can help you. And she said it just like that. And I thought, well, why didn't you help her at the beginning? Why didn't you start putting her groceries in her cart while she was trying to look for her reward number? She would have been ready to walk out the door. But now here's this old woman 
putting her own groceries in her basket. Um, very petite, small, frail. You know she needed help. And so as the woman left, um, I didn't have to help her because I guess the, the young lady that was running the cat, the register felt a little shamed into it and, you know, had to help her. She left. And, um, as I approached the register, I said, hmm, I thought y'all usually help put the groceries up for the customer. And she just kind of looked at me and I said, I thought maybe she just didn't want you touching her stuff. And the girl goes, No. I said, okay. And I just went ahead and let her ring us up. And uh, my family and I, we grabbed our groceries and we left. That bothered me all the way out the store, all the way to the truck, all the way as we were putting our stuff up. As we're driving home, I'm still bothered by it. And I could not believe that this young lady, young adult, could not help this woman with her groceries. And so, um, these are the things that make me love doing what I do because I don't want to see that anymore. And although I may not have been through the classes and the trainings and listening to somebody else tell me how I need to, um, show excellent customer service, it is something that is within me. I may not have the degrees in in everything that is expected of me according to the world standards, but I have a passion and a desire to make sure that people are treated right. That's what makes me an expert in what I do. And I don't even like using the word expert. That's what shows that I am doing what I have been created and called to do in my purpose. I am purposed. Not, not expert in it, but I am purposed to do what I do. So next time somebody tells you that you are not an expert in what it is that you're doing, or next time they try to tell you that you have to do it a certain way to become an expert, or the next time you feel like you're not good enough in what it is that you are doing because you don't have enough years under your belt or enough experience, or anything else, whatever it is that the, that the world sets as standards, you need to stop and remind yourself that you are an expert in what you do because you love doing it, because you desire and strive to study every day and to learn more and to operate. Operate in what it is that you love doing, not so much the study and the research. You are going to learn every single day any way possible, but operating in it, being who it is that you say that you are, showing, giving that action in what it is that you say that you are, because it's easy to call yourself an expert in something. It's a lot harder to show that expertise. And so I leave you with this question because I'd love to hear your thoughts on it and and what you think or even what we've been taught growing up is that what makes the expert an expert. We have all learned different things over the years according to um, what man says, according to whoever came up with the word expert and what they expected that person to be in that position or that title. And here's the other thing. 
an expert is an expert to some people and may not be an expert to others because we may not always agree on what it is or how it is that something is done because it is not a one-size-fits-all when it comes to business, life, relationships, um, communication. There is no one-size-fits-all. It's different for everybody. And so there may be an expert who has written a book, and I'm going to end on this, but if an expert has written a book that they find themselves to be an expert on, and I read that book, and I don't agree with the way certain things are done or said, expected, um, because maybe it does not align with my values or the way that I think or the way that I lean, um, my my passions, my desires. Um, I may not agree with a certain technique. Um, I, then I wouldn't consider that an, an expert in what it, in the way that I do, I would choose to do it. But you may still be an expert to others, and that's okay. But I think that's what makes it beautiful is that the relationships and the connections that we make in life are the people that are meant to be in our life for us to serve and to help. I'm not going to be able to serve and help everybody. I would love to serve you. I would love to help you. But if we don't agree, then you need you have to find somebody who's going to serve you the way that you expect to be served in your business and what it is that you, your needs. And that's okay. But it doesn't mean that I'm not an expert. It doesn't mean that you're not an expert. So what makes an expert an expert? Just do what you love. Be confident in it. Be wise in what you do, what you choose to do. And just shine in whatever it is that you have been created to be, to do, to offer. Walk in your purpose. That's what you need to be an expert in, your purpose. What have you been created for? So that is it for me today. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts on this, and I will talk to you next week. God bless.